Hey, 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 welcome to Find Your Way with Q-Chan, where education and psychology meet. Tune in every week for the latest insights and discussions on how we can unlock our full potential and enjoy from our mistakes. So get ready to challenge your thinking, learn from experts in the field, and grow together. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Find Your Way with Q-Chan. Like I always say, you can definitely call me Mr. Q as well. So we have been speaking a lot about different topics regarding education and psychology. And if you remember one, one that I'm actually very, very enthusiastic about is one called motivation. And on episode nine, we talk about motivation, memory, and the mind. So this time, there's this other part of motivation that I want to talk to you about. And I want to break it into two episodes. One is going to be today, and then we're going to be doing another one later on. So one of the biggest, biggest researchers in motivation is definitely, if you are in the world of psychology and education, you definitely know these people's names, Gartner and Lamberts. Okay, so before that, I want to talk a little bit about what has happened to me in the past week. So the weather here in Osaka has been a little bit crazy. It goes from sunny to windy to cloudy to rainy to sunny again to hot to cold minus two minus five to 10, 15. It's insane. It's insane. Another thing that I want, I want to say is last week I ran uh, something called a challenge run. There was a full marathon called Senshu Kokusai Marathon. And I'm going to be running Tokyo in about two weeks. So I wanted to do like a prep before Tokyo. So I went in and enrolled in the challenge run. It's 20.4 kilometers. I don't understand why. Just make it the half, right? It's just an extra, uh, what, 700 meters. It's, it's just funny. I'm sure it's because of location. Anyway, so I run. I passed the gold line. And apparently, I got in in sixth place. So in the challenge run, it's not one to three, it's one to ten. So the top ten are actually winners. So I get like a card, and I have no idea what this card is. Nobody says anything to me. So I just, people just telling me, oh, here's your towel, here's your medal, here's your bottle of water, and please go over there and, and to change your clothes. And all right. Sounds good. So I go over there. I ask the guy, do I have to give you this? And the person goes, uh, I have no idea what this is. Then from far away, I just listen to another guy saying, that's fine. I'm like, okay. Anyway, I go change my clothes. Nobody's saying anything to me. So, hey, I just go back home. I look at the card. I look at the back and it's as like a number six written on it. So then I send an email saying, hey, nobody told me anything about it. And then just go and they say, oh, we apologize. You were supposed to receive like a medal and like a poster and whatever and whatnot. We apologize that we couldn't give it to you on that day and that there was like lack of information. And yeah, that was really shocking that nobody said anything to me. Anyway, they delivered it and... It actually looks really cool. So I just want to share. This is like the the box. Uh, yeah, oh, it opens like an iPhone. So uh, this, it's actually pretty cool. Is over here. This says like the KIX Senshu Kokusai Marathon 6th place. And then like, look at this. This looks so cool. Like a tube. Boop. And then you opened it. 
And if you look at it, yeah, but the but the people who are just listening to the uh podcast is going to be better if you watch the video to see. And then I got this as well. It's pretty cool. And it has my name is written in in katakana, of course, but it's it's just pretty cool. Like roll up thing, getting into the tube and stuff. Uh to be honest, it wasn't my best race, but anyway, that's just a little bit update of my life this last week. Okay. So let's move on. These two people, uh, Gartner and Lambert, talking about motivation. So we spoke about motivation, like the two different kinds of motivation, which is like the intrinsic and extrinsic one. You see, I'm not making a mistake anymore. <laughs> uh, I was able to do it the first time. Good job, me. Anyway, so uh, as we remember, like the intrinsic one is just because you feel like doing it and it's something that you that you like and then you enjoy. And the extrinsic one is the one that you're trying to avoid punishment or you're just doing it to get a reward. So it's basically your mom says, clean up your room and we'll go to McDonald's. And like, yeah, Joshua, I'm going to go and clean my room uh, rather than, okay, I actually do prefer having a clean room because, it's, I don't know, I'm going to feel less stressed. So these two people, old study as well, 1972, they came up with two different kinds of motivation as well, mainly for uh, language learners, which is really cool. So they proposed that there's a model for second language motivation, and it entails two different kinds of motivation. One that's called integrative, and the other one that is called instrumental. So... I do believe, especially in countries such as China, Korea, and Japan, I see more of the instrumental motivation here rather than integrative motivation. So what do they mean? Easily put, easily put. Integrative, it means integration, becoming part of something. So basically that motivation is I enjoy, let's say, German culture. So what can I do to be part of that culture. So first, I need to learn the language. Then I will go and try and put myself in German-like situations. So I'm going to look for a German-speaking community around me, or I'm going to look for online communities as well. So like nowadays, there's like everything, everything possible out there. I'm going to find a YouTube German community, and so forth. So basically, you want to be part of the culture. You want to be part of a community. So that's basically what you do. It is a dr it's, it is driven by factors such as positive attitude towards the target language, right? So the more that you practice, again, going back, it's all about that grind. So the more that you practice, the, the easier it will get for you to be part of that community and that culture. Whereas the instrumental, I have met several... Japanese runners, part of my community, that they want to pass something that is called a TOEIC test, which is business English. You have the TOEFL that almost everyone knows, IBT, PBT, internet-based or paper-based. I don't know if they're still the paper-based. Then you have the IELTS as well that is well-world known. And in, in Japan, you have the other ones that I've spoken about. You have the EKEN, you have uh, TOEIC. So usually... Uh, Japanese companies, if you have the TOEIC, for example, you might get a $500 bonus or something here is like 50,000 yen bonus. I do remember meeting a guy and I'm running with him and we're speaking in English. He enjoys speaking in English and I don't mind at all. So when we're talking, he said, I 
pass the Toeic certain level, I got a certain amount of points, and he got a 50,000 yen bonus. And I was like, whoa, that's a really cool incentive. So basically, the instrumental motivation refers to the, the, refers to the desire of learning that second language, but just as practical or a tangible goal, such as traveling, work, or just educational advancement or not only educational advancement but as well professional advancement or they're like a certain reward so you can call it a little bit connected to the extrinsic there's like a reward over there so it's like okay if i put myself if i don't know like a kaiwa learning for a certain amount of hours i'm going to be able to get that 50,000 yen bonus or a 30,000 20,000 100,000 whatever the company it is offering you so those two different kinds of motivation. So I would like to ask you, when you're learning a second language or possibly a th third or a fourth, I would say that in Mexico and the people that I've met in Mexico, most likely it would be instrumental. Uh, somehow it is connected to just the school asking you to learn a second language. Also instrumental because there's a tangible goal. Some of them is like being able to... Uh, watch movies without subtitles, another one, sing a song at a karaoke box, uh, travel and not being able, not having to use iPhone or Google Translate in order to communicate something rather than a integrative. Like I find it a little, I don't know that many people in Mexico that are like, I want to be part of the culture and, and thus I will learn the language. So for example, something that I've noticed about expats here in Japan, whether they're from Australia, Canada, America, wherever they're from. Usually what I see is they are in groups from their own culture. They find it very difficult to mingle with, say, Japanese society. One, they don't speak the language. Two, they don't understand the culture. And three, they feel racially profiled, right? So that's something that actually doesn't really happen. And the thing is like, they don't put themselves in much, in many situations. So they can actually have a background with Jap a Japanese community. So they say, oh, I went to a meetup. In that meetup, I met a bunch of Japanese people. Okay, that is also a little bit different. That is not in integrating into culture or into the community. That is just, you're going, joining in into a community, international community where Japanese people are okay with that international setting. They feel comfortable with that. But if you want to be part of the culture, part of the community, you have to find places that is all Japanese that they're just going to welcome anybody and then just try it out. That is one of the best things that you can do. There's like a lot of something something here that is called Murio Taiken, which means free pass or like a free try before you enroll into something. For example, I have done several Murio Taikens, several free trials like dancing, uh, knitting, knitting with a, with a machine. That was so, so cool. Next time I'll, sh I'll show you the totobaku that I made. It was pretty, pretty cool. Uh, so that's also tr you trying to integrate with the community, with the culture. And then you have to force yourself in a way, in a way to try to understand each other. So these two 
types of motivation when it comes to language learning are very important. Where do you think you fall under? Do you fall under integrative motivation or instrumental motivation? For me, definitely and most likely, I'm going to say I am the integrative motivation. I love being part of a Japanese community where there are no foreigners or if there or if there are any foreigners they understand the rules here in Japan they understand how to behave here in Japan it's not only about being like height and nodding down and saying yes and and being clean no that's not being part of the Japanese community you just you'll see if you give it you you give it a try if you're living abroad somewhere else it's the same thing say that you live in Germany how many German friends do you actually have? Do you live in Spain? How many Spanish friends do you really have? Do you mingle with the Spanish community? Do you go to places where you know you're only going to find Spanish people, Mexicans, Argentinians, Australians, Chinese, Korean, and so forth? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Another story, when I was living in New York, I was part of the Japanese community. And the funny part was... Like, yes, there were other foreigners there, but they were they were bouncing in and out. They were come in and then not come in and so on. But Japanese, they were only with Japanese people. Like you would see their Instagram feeds. Oh, we're going barbecue. All Japanese. We're going to the beach. All Japanese. It is interesting. You know, you live abroad because you don't want to be a part of a rigid culture. For them, it's definitely way more, way stricter than it is for me here in Japan. Of course, there's certain expectations from them that people don't have of me, you know? So in a way, I'm very free in this country, but for them, it's not. So when they meet Japanese outside of Japan, they're like, oh, we have the same mentality, right? But they're also like, try, try to be integrative. If, if one more time, you have that intrinsic motivation. Remember, the in intrinsic motivation is something that you enjoy doing, you like doing, you love doing. So, third question for you, like I ask, first is, where do you fall? Like over here. Second, if you're integrative or you're instrumental, are you really putting yourself in situations that make it this kind of way? And then third, Ask yourself possibly the most difficult question out there is why do you want to speak that language? Are you trying to move to that country? If not, if it's just a hobby, fantastic, then do it for a hobby. But then do something, okay? Motivation is also about setting goals. So set those goals. Okay, so now I want to make a little bit of a counter argument with a Japanese researcher, a researcher called Murayama cool so he also talked about motivation which is very interesting not a lot of japanese talk about motivation uh so murayama ko uh, he did another study that it is not only about intrinsic extrinsic instrumental or integrative like motivation is just much more than that and i agree so his research the funny part is connected a little bit to the instrumental part of the motivation. Japanese are all are all about achievement. Are all about that especially it comes from school. You have to have, you have to have the best scores. Uh, if you want to go to a good junior high school, best scores. Good high school, best scores. A good university, best scores. 
But not only is it about the score, it's about testing. For example, in America, it's not about it is about testing, but not only about testing. It's also about your extracurriculars, your essay, your motivation, the the natural sk skills that you bring in. What have you done during your junior high school and high school uh, trajectory? It's all about that. Where in Japan, it is really just about tests, which is crazy. Which is crazy. So Muriyama Go, he talks about something called achievement motivation. Whereas you can start without any motivation. You can just be flat out, not thinking about anything. And you start doing it. And as you start doing it, you're like, oh, I was able to do something that I was not expecting. Or like, then you go, oh, I'm getting better at it. So one thing that pops into my head that is very easy to find this is video games. Video games that are like action-related video games in which for the very first time you have to move the controller and, con and the camera moves to the right, moves to the left, moves up, down. It's very difficult. You're like, you get dizzy. You're not good at shooting games and stuff like that. But the more that you play, the natural getting, the easier you'll get. And you're like, oh, actually, I'm getting good at it. So that's one part of motivation. So achievement motivation. But he's also doing it in terms of sequ uh, second language learning or even third. So this type of motivation is more closely related to successful language learning outcomes than either the integrative or instrumental motivation. One more time, integrative, you want to be part of the community. Instrumental, you're doing it just for work, you're doing it for advancement, and you're doing it for something else. There's no achievement over there that is going to motivate you to do it more. Once you do, once you have that advancement, you're like, I'm done. Once you finish that travel, you're like, I'm done with the language and I'm not going to do anything else. Am I correct? Right. So he calls it the achievement motivation, which is the more you start getting better at things, the more motivated you'll be about keep on doing it. I want to counter argue that with a personal story. Japanese. In kanji. <laughs> so I worked hard to be able to learn a lot of kanji, right? So then I passed the JLPTQ Nikyu, the 2, which is now the N2. And I was done. I was done. I passed. I was happy. I'm like, I'm done. Second personal story is running. I never actually set a personal goal in a personal time. And I want to run a marathon in under this amount of time ever the first time i run under two hours i was just thinking about i'm gonna run the marathon in like three hours and 30 minutes that was my goal and hey i did 258 in a very hardcore mountains up mountains down of course then i run with a friend i thought yeah i'm gonna follow him until i can and hey i did a 248 <laughs> that was not my goal right now i don't have achievement motivation i'm like i am done even though i'm running tokyo i don't know how am i going to run it i don't care about the time i really don't care about the time okay so now there's one last counter thing so i can finish this podcast i remember i'm going to do it in two sections i spoke about her before which is carol dweck carol dweck basically destroys well not destroys let's say that she puts aside motivation puts it in a, in a in a lower level 
because it comes down to two different kinds of things. I said it before. She has a book. She published a book called The Growth Mindset. She talks about two different kinds of mindset. One is growth and the other one is fixed. Basically, easily put, difficult terms. Gro growth mindset means doing more. Fixed mindset means you're giving up. Give, uh, you come up with excuses to not do something. And I would say a lot of us are on the fixed mindset. We're like, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it later. Or you start doing something like uh, beginning of the year, you start going to the gym or you start working out and you're like, you know what? I'm done. Or like, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And then three, four, five months pass and you stop doing it. You're not doing it anymore. So basically what she says is just individuals with a growth mindset, believe that their ability and intelligence can be developed through effort and hard work. So that's it. That's it. Easy. It's so easy, guys. It's so, so easy. Most of the times I say like over here and, I, and I'm touching it, the mind, the mind is going to win. The mind is going to win. But you, you got to say no. Move away. I am going to do it whether I like it or not, whether it's fun or not, because it is all about that grind. And the more that I do it, I I know for sure that I'm going to get better at it. All right, guys, that is basically it for this uh, part one of motivation uh, for second language learners or even third language learners. I want to leave you with those questions as well. What part of what kind of motivation are you in? Integrative motivation or instrumental motivation? Once you have decided once, are you doing anything? For example, do you have a goal to travel somewhere to use the language? Or your current job gives you like an opportunity to get more money for in if you pass a certain, I don't know, like a TOEFL and you get an uh, PBT, you get like a 600 something or an IBT, you get like 120. I think that's like the maximum. And if you get that amount, you get like an extra payment or integrative. Are you looking for communities around you? Hobbies, reading books and stuff like that. Once you know that, are you working towards it? And then let's go to the last question. Let's say that you consider yourself a person with a fixed mindset, which is easily put a person who always makes excuses, a person who is going to be defeated by its own fear of making mistakes, or are you a person with a growth mindset who is like, you know what? I don't care what people say. I don't care at all. I know that I make mistakes. I know that I'm human, and I'm going to keep on going until I know I get better. Because remember, maybe we're not going to be the best, and that's okay, but we surely will get better. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this one as well. Thank you so much for tuning in with Find Your Way with Q-chan, or as I always say, you can definitely call him Mr. Q. So stay tuned and thank you so much and goodbye.